Welcome to the files of the AYR, yaoihunters.com. The Gold Coast hinterland is the jewel in the Yowie sighting's crown of southeast Queensland. From Lamington to Binnaburra, Natural Bridge, Nunnabar and Springbrook, to Currumbin Valley to the east and Mount Tambourine to the notorious bushland of Ormo to the north. The Gold Coast hinterland, a part of the Great Dividing Range, is no stranger to reported Yowie sightings. One of the earliest writings about baffling occurrences and odd sightings in the hinterland came in 1942 by Bernard O'Reilly in his book Green Mountains. Panic stockmen and their fear-stricken horses that would rear in terror and refused to ride forward at night during many scary experiences they couldn't explain. Bernard writes, Nobody on foot could have kept pace with the horses up that steep range. Why the terror in the horses? There was a feeling that something was behind you, a feeling that made you look over your shoulder. There were also sounds that no experienced bushman could account for. It's easy for some to say it must be a human, but there are arguments against it. We are completely lost for a satisfactory explanation. Many of the fear and flight reactions of both human and horse, the eerie feelings of being watched and the strange experiences reported in 1942 by Bernard O'Reilly are synonymous with the modern-day Yowie sightings. Although the first hinterland experiences were documented in 1942, the mainstream local media didn't really begin reporting on sightings until the mid-1970s, with Springbrook receiving most of the media's attention. Since the 1970s, the Gold Coast hinterland media reports haven't stopped. In fact, they've increased. For now, let's go back to where the first hinterland documentation began in 1942. Welcome to the Lamington National Park. I'm ex-army, done a lot of bush, a lot on my own, and um, so I'm the sort of person who'll go up a river, follow the creek, and after beaten track on my own, uh, I don't really have any fear of snakes or anything, so I am um, very careful when I go bushwalking. Uh, but now, now I don't really want to go bushwalking anymore. It was down closer to O'Reilly's. I don't know if you know O'Reilly's, which has been there a long time. I was really just looking for a fire track, which I did find. I found a nice little fire break track off the road, so it's like a major road, then it goes like into a like, you know, one of those sort of secondary roads that only the locals use. So I went for my little walk, very happy, nice, beautiful day, sunny day. I'll stop and look at anything that takes my interest, say birds, plants, animals. Um, if I hear any noises in the bush, I'll just usually just freeze and sort of hoping that it's something, you know, like an echidna or something, which are pretty rare to see, and just see, what, see what's around. So on one side was a little bit of scrub. On the other side was the really thick stuff, the really full-on stuff, which... I would only have gone in if I probably was confident I knew I could get back out because that stuff's really dangerous. So I was very happy, got to the end of the fire break, 
and I was really quite oblivious to my surroundings in the sense of not feeling any anything unusual till I got to the bottom. When I got down to the bottom of the fire trap, I could smell a really funny smell, which I've not particularly smelled, but it smelled like a <laughs> it's gonna sound really weird. It smelled like human feces, human shit, but a really strong, funny smell. The closest thing I can describe it to is a sulfury feces smell. And that's the first thing that caught my attention when I walked down, but I just ignored it. I just ignored it because I thought, you know, I've got a very good sense of smell. I've never smelled that smell before ever in the bush. Then I got a very funny feeling. Um, It's that feeling where, like, everyone talks about it. It's like something was watching you. So I felt like I was being watched. I'm getting this weird feeling. Now, this next bit's going to sound very strange. And I've only experienced this probably twice in my life. The bush went quiet. Everything went quiet. But everything just went very quiet, unusually quiet for the Australian bush because it can get very noisy. And it was unusually quiet. And I went, that's a bit odd. It's suddenly gone quiet. And I had that funny feeling which I shook off and just ignored it. Just sort of thought, oh, that's a bit odd. Then when I got to the bottom, I started getting a funny feeling in my stomach. It felt like a, the wind was... I don't know, it's really hard to describe. I can't describe the next bit because it sounds a bit strange, a bit old. It felt like the wind was a little bit um, whispery. I don't know if that makes any sense. And then I heard a noise to the right of me. I've been in the bush a lot and I know the sound, and this is the arguments I keep having with people because everyone says, oh, it's just a big kangaroo. It's like, no, you idiot. A kangaroo has a very distinctive hop. They hop. The fact that they hop is really obvious. This wasn't hopping. This was thumping and really bloody heavy thumping to the point where I'm not going to say the ground was vibrating, but whatever it was was heavy. And it was very heavy and it was big, long strides. And how do I know that? Well, I'm six foot two. I take a long stride, but I sure as hell don't make that much thumping on the ground through the bush. And I've gone through lots of virgin scrub. So this, whatever this was, it was just very heavy striding. So then I thought, what the hell is that? My stomach started getting a bit funny, and I went, okay, and I've got the tingle up my spine, and I went, whatever that is, that's nothing I've ever seen or heard before. That sound is a new sound, and when, because it's a new sound I've never heard before and it's in the scrub, I started getting a bit scared, and even though I know there's nothing supposed to be in our bush that can really get you other than the snakes, I started walking straight over to the scrub, and I was going to go in and look for whatever it was. I actually thought it was a person. I thought it was a person and they were just perhaps watching me. Maybe they're a bit dodgy or maybe they're homeless, a homeless person. I thought, no, it's probably a homeless person and he's probably trying to get away from me. So I thought, I'm going to go over into the scrub and say, hello, hello, you know, you okay? Is everything all right? I went over to the scrub to go in. I went in a couple of feet maybe to try and eyeball what it was. The sound had stopped. And then I heard the sound again, but it was going away from me. It was getting further away. And then i just seen basically a huge, I'm going to call it giant hairy creature, hairy man, um, very big and just brown and hairy. So this thing basically just walked away. It's literally gone behind trees and scrub and, and just kept dumping away. I then just froze. <laughs> I froze and just went, I don't believe what i just seen. I'm seeing things. I didn't believe what i seen. I just went. Whatever I'm looking at can kill me. I know that thing can kill me at the drop of a hat. I'm out of here. 
So I knew not to run. I just went, okay, just get out of here, go back to the fire truck and just get out, just go. And so it was going one way, very slowly, didn't sound in a hurry, it just sounded, I think it was watching me the whole time and I did not. And it just was slowly walking away. I know what I seen. And then I'm like, okay, the tingle come up in the back of my spine, which I've only had a few times in my life where you just know you can die. Right now, I know I can die. And the way I describe it to people is imagine if you're in the bush and you've seen a tiger. And you know that that tiger can kill you at any minute. You can't do anything about it. You can't do squat. If he wants to kill you, he can kill you. I was out of there. I just literally, if I could have ran, I would have bolted so fast up that track, you wouldn't have seen me for dead. Uh, I moved over to the middle, so I was in the clear. So I had lots of clear either side. Just kept looking back and just thought, don't stare too much. Just don't eyeball it and just get out of here. And that's what I've done. I just walked up as fast as I could without running to the top of the track. Breathing pretty heavy and just thinking, no one's going to believe this. I've finally seen what, what I thought didn't exist. And um, got to the top and just sort of, I think I just stopped and caught my breath. Caught my breath and went, I'm out of here. I won't be coming back here. I'm, I'm gone. You know, whatever it is, whatever that is, it can kill me. I just know, I just knew it could kill me if it wanted to. I just could tell that thing was, yeah, wild and dangerous. And I just thought, no, I'm not going back down there. No. So since then, I don't really go bushwalking much because I'm too scared. And like, I wouldn't go down there if you paid me a million dollars. You won't get me back there. Yeah, to put me right off it. Because I know they're real. (laughs) I know they're not made up. It's not made up. It's not bullshit. Um, They're real. So, um, it's very scary. Yeah. Very scary because I'm on my own. I love the bush. I really miss going bushwalking. Um, but when you see, it's like if someone said to me, there are tigers now and we're going to drop tigers in the Australian bush and you've got to go bushwalking without a gun, I'd say, well, what's the point? Probability it's going to get me eventually. But it's that type of thing to me now. It's like there's something out there that I know can take me out anytime it wants. It's just huge and just, 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 wild it was very hairy and it's just like going behind the trees and in the scrub it it, it was like what i try and explain to people because no one believes me um some people half believe me what i try to explain to people it's like the scrub was its home it was at home in there it's like it knew it was going knew what it was doing didn't have any trouble banging through like it was banging living daylights out of the bush as it walked through, you could hear it hitting branches, which a human would have a very hard time doing. He had no problems walking through, and the stride was huge. The stride was huge. It was taking a bigger stride than I could, and I'm sick too. Yeah. Yeah. Not very nice feeling. Because no one believes you, it gets you quite angry. You get quite cranky because everyone would make jokes about it, make fun of you, but um, it's like, well, you know... <laughs> One day, maybe you'll see one, and then you know it's 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 real. Yeah, that they're really out they're there. Real. Yeah, very scary. Yeah, I can totally understand that. Take me back to your walking, and you hear this loud. It was the smell. Never smelt that smell before. It's like a sulfury, feces smell, but it's very strong. Very strong, considering I was in a fire break. And then when you hear this commotion in, through the bush and it sounds like something stepping and you you spot something moving 
Describe that to me. Did you see like head, shoulders, arms, legs? Only seen like the side views and it was like just straddling through the bush, like, you know, like the branches, like it was literally hitting like a, you know, how the trees fall over in the scrub and everything. It was literally sort of stepping over some of the stuff and just, just plowing through it. Like it didn't mean anything to it. It's just very hairy and dark. It's like it knew what I was doing. It, it seemed to like know exactly what I was up to. He, he or she, it had seen me long before I'd seen it. I know that now. I know that thing was what When I had that funny feeling when I got down towards the end, I'm sure that thing was watching me closer up just from inside the scrub because for whatever reason. And then when I twigged and turned around, I think that's when it realised I was onto it. And I'd come over to the bush and I started walking over and that, that was when it moved and started walking away and I went, holy shit. The thing that first thing went through my mind was whatever that is in that bush, it's big. It's big because it's heavy. It, you can tell something heavy. You know, you throw a big rock in the bush compared to a little rock and it hits the branches. You can tell straight away the big rock. And I went, whatever that is, is big. And I went, it's a kangaroo. And I thought, no, kangaroos hop. They hop. They do hop and hit branches. I've heard that many times. But they hop. This wasn't hopping. This was stepping. It was walking forward away from me into the scrub on an angle. So I sort of seen like the left side of it down to its legs, or down to its like its shoulder. And it just pretty much like turned and went off on a 40, 45 degree angle into the thicker scrub. And it was moving away from me like it was, okay, I've seen you. You know, I know you're onto me. I'm moving away from you. You know, I was also moving out of the bush and turning around. It's like, what the hell am I looking at? I'm seeing things. I don't really believe myself. I'm, I'm just, I haven't really seen what I've seen, um, but I know what I say. What time of day was it? I think you put in your, your submission. That it, it would was... have been between two and four o'clock. What colour was the thing you saw? Darkish brown, like a mid to dark brown, but it was hard to say because it was dark in there. Like I said, like if I, if I had chased after it, I'm sure I would have got a better view, but I'm not sure I'd be here. <laughs> you might, you might not have um, returned to tell about it, no. Um, uh, it's, pot, it's body posture and just its uh, way it moved. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever been to the zoo, but I've been to the Melbourne Zoo and seen the gorillas. And if you watch the big silverbacks or any dominant male, because that's why I think it was a male, their body posture will always say, I'm not scared of you, I'm the boss, and I'm confident. And that's what I kept getting from this, the way it walked, the way it just was moving was like, I own this place. And when something's giving you that body posture back, like, you know, like you look at a silverback and you look at an orangutan, which one do you want to go into the zoo with? Well, orangutan, because you're probably not going to hurt you, or a silverback saying, just looking at it, saying, I'll whip your head off if you give me the shit. So, <laughs> you know, it's that type of body posture and just everything about it was giving off a vibe of like, you know, yep, I've seen you and, you know, I'm finished looking at you and, you know, you know you're not a threat and whatever curiosity I was. And it was just moving off back into the darker, thicker scrub, which I'm assuming it, I'm assuming it knew where it was going. It had to know where it was going. You'd have to know what you're doing to go in that stuff because you get lost real quick as a human. How tall was it, do you think? It was way taller than me, at least a couple of feet taller than me or at least – well, I'm 6'2", so if you consider I'm standing in the edge of the scrub on the flat, it's in on the scrub. I'd say it was definitely minimum of seven feet. It's way taller than me. It's way bigger and taller than me. Did you see any hair? I seen the hair on it. Like I said, I didn't hang around. 
it's a feeling of like you know you're about to die or you could die um and you become flight or fight and there was no way i was hanging around to fight that thing you mentioned that it was sort of kind of hunched over a bit it knew what it was doing obviously keeping an eye on me i think and just not parting the waves it just knew how to walk through the bush it, this thing has been doing this you could tell for a long time it just knew how to walk through scrub you know, this is not stealth. This thing's a bulldozer. It just goes where it wants and just, this thing was like a bulldozer. It just did what it wanted. So. Did you see a face or ears or eyes or uh, any other facial features? Big nose. I know it had a big nose. Just a big jaw. Just like a, I wouldn't say it looked like a gorilla. Big heads, like a, like a, everything about it was big. Um, shoulders and back was huge. What else is in the Australian bush that has hair like that and walks like a human and is so big and massive? I don't know anything else in the Australian bush that does that. So unless there's a gorilla walking around the Australian bush uh, on his two legs and he's over six foot tall, the Aborigines that I met in WA said, yep, yep. And I told them the story and they said, yep, no big deal. He's just checking you out, watching you. He said they're like humans. Uh, the guy I was talking to, he's from uh, Bidjidanga in the northwest, and he said, he said, Yowies are like humans. He said, they get good ones and bad ones. And he said, the bad ones are the ones that eat you, and the good ones don't give a, they don't want to know you, they'll go away. He said, there's good ones and bad ones, just like humans. And I said, oh, great. I must have met a good one. Did you see a neck? No, it was very stumpy. Everything about it was chunky and stumpy. So like a bodybuilder look about it in terms of chunkiness, gorilla look. Bears have snouts. They didn't have a snout. They had like a human, humanish head, um, but very hairy all over. Was the face hairy? Pretty much. Hairy as in I couldn't see any white skin or anything. The vibe is just very much the fact you just know not to go any further. You just know. <laughs> won't be doing that again. So, <laughs> not, so, not now that I know, not now that I know what's out there. No. And so, well, since so since then, that's quite a while ago now. Um, how do you feel about going bushwalking? I'm too scared because I know these things can kill you, and they're there. <laughs> it's like someone saying, "Oops, sorry, um, we've got tigers in the Australian bush. We forgot to tell you about it." And it's like, would you go bushwalking if you knew there was a giant tiger waiting at you? You know, it's like people in America, most of them don't go out in the mountains without a gun because of the bears. They're well and truly aware they can be taken out. So, um, yeah, so I, I want to live a few more years yet. You wouldn't get me camping on my own or even with other people um, at night time. I wouldn't go, I won't go anywhere near Tambourine or O'Reilly's or anywhere through Lamington. I won't go anywhere near Lamington now. Not, not even the daytime, you won't get me there. Because that's when I've seen it in the daytime. Well, I think the government knows and it's covering it up, to be honest. How could the government not know? Because it's near Canungra. The thing I find bizarre is all the time I've been bushwalking, never seen anything, never really believed in it, really, when, uh, re- not really, I sort of half believed in it and thought, okay, there could be anything there because there's lots of new species being found, although now I have a very different attitude to the whole thing. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe they were here a long time ago. The Aborigines probably killed them all and ate them or something. And maybe it was a hybrid or something, a monkey thing. And, um, didn't think much, but now that I've seen what I've seen and it was walking like any human being would, it was walking just like you and, well, when I say like you and I, it took a bigger stride, um, like a, a much bigger, heavier stride, but it was just walking like a human being, just like a human, giant human, hairy human, massive, big, thick, heavy thing, 
bang, 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 gorilla walking through the bush type thing. Totally upright. It wasn't on its fall, never went on its falls at all. It was parting the trees and crap. You could see it doing that as it walked through. It knew what it was doing. It knew what it was doing. I know what I've seen and no one's, people try and change your mind. They try and talk you out of it and tell you you've seen something else. And I know what I've seen. I know what I heard. Um, and as I said, I've been in the bush a hell of a lot. And I can't believe it took all that time for me, for that to happen and not ever, ever see anything in the past. So when people say they're elusive and secretive, well, obviously they are because we've been in the bush for so many years. I've never seen anything. I think the government must know something. I find it hard to believe that we've been here for a couple of hundred years and no one, someone in the government does, doesn't know. I just think people should perhaps be given a warning. There should be a warning sign, especially down Lamington, down that way. People should be warned that um, there are things in the bush that can get you. Yeah, the second really, person who's mentioned that to me in the last couple of weeks, someone oh, suggested that we needed signs throughout the Pillar I think there should be signs saying, you know, either don't camp here at night or camp at your own risk or, I think it's not right the government just lets people go off and do do that stuff because if I get bitten by a snake, it's like, okay, it's my own fault. I, I take the risk. But, you know, no one ever told me there was these giant things walking around that can kill you. So. Well, there are lots of missing people, aren't there, that go missing in national parks? and. It's really funny because since this has happened to me, whenever I hear about people going missing near the bush, I get a bit of a funny feeling. It's a bit, a bit nervy and a bit like, I wonder if that was a yowie. I interview so many people now who have terrifying experiences. I I used to really want to see one and I've actually almost, no, almost I, I actually don't I anymore. I'm I wouldn't. too frightened to be honest. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in a hurry to want to see one now because, because once you're face to face, I wasn't face to face, but I was close enough to know that I could die that day and I couldn't do anything about it. I could have died that day. It could have taken me into the bush and eaten me, done whatever it wanted to. And I doubt whether anyone would have found me. So it's a pretty unnerving feeling to know that it's it's I get very frustrated because I love bushwalking but it's just too scary now it's just I'm just too scared (laughs) thanks for listening 